It is these who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. It is these who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These have been redeemed from mankind as first fruits for God and the Lamb. Welcome to the Gospel According to with Ryan and Mike, a conversation designed to explore what makes the gospel good news in various books and topics of the Bible. What if our worst nightmares left our imaginations and took control of the world? This is the story of Revelation 13. Yet amidst these visions, God is giving hope to his people and wisdom to life amidst trials. Join Ryan and Mike as they explore this unlucky chapter. All right, Ryan, last week we looked at Revelation 12, and today we're ready for Revelation 13 and a little bit of chapter 14. Um, Last week we went back to the origin story to see the beginnings of this war. You know, throughout our study, we've been talking about this pattern of war, judgment, and the kingdom, the fullness of God's kingdom. Um, and, and, And chapter 12 was this opportunity to step back and see the origins of that war, the dragon that tried to destroy the child and he couldn't, tried to destroy the woman he couldn't, and now he's making war with the rest of her children. Chapter 13 now we're going to pick up and and start to see some of the key characters in this war, the key villains in this war. Um, and so uh, go ahead and just start to walk us through chapter 13. Yeah, so I mean, j- just to explain what I'd like to do in this episode, I'd like for us just to, first of all, get a grasp on what's going on in the text, and then we're going to spend most of our time talking about the characters of Revelation 13. When you look at the structure of Revelation 12 through 15, I think both of us would see Revelation 12 through 15 as a subsection of the book of Revelation, Yeah, where Revelation has these many cycles that are repeated from different perspectives in different ways, but all working between the first and second comings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. What Revelation 12 through 15 are doing are telling us the histories and the origin stories of mm-hmm. many of the characters that we've been t- introduced to in 1 through 11, and then we'll see other, other culminating events in 16 into 22. Yeah. So as you look at Revelation 13, you can think of this as the villain chapter of mm-hmm. the book, where if Revelation 12 is going into the pensive and seeing the origin of Voldemort, you can think of Revelation 13 as the Death Eater chapter. Mm. Th- this is where you see the Death Eaters come and you're going to see like that Bellatrix Lestrange type, ad, you know, kind of an ally, but they're still going to turn on one another. You're going to see a Lucius Malfoy here. You're just going to see these allies of darkness working together and kind of an origin of where they come from. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead and read for us this first section of the chapter, Revelation 13, verse 1 down through verse 10. Okay. And the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads, and on his horns ten diadems, and on his heads blasphemous names. And the the beast which I saw was like a leopard, his feet like a bear, his mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. Saw one of his heads as if it had been slain, and his fatal wound was healed. And the whole earth was amazed and followed after the beast. They worshiped the dragon because he gave his authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, Who is like the beast and who is able to wage war with him? There were given to him a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemies and authority to act for 42 months was given to him. 
and he opened his mouth in blasphemies against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, those who dwell in heaven. It was also given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority over every tribe and people and tongue and nation was given to him. And those who dwell on the earth will worship him whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who's been slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is destined for captivity, to captivity he goes. If anyone kills with the sword, with the sword he must be killed. Here is the perseverance and the faith of the saints. So when you get into this, again, this has to be read as horror because Mm. this is showing us a adversary, an enemy Mm -hmm. that is terrifying. And it's using for us, you know, imagery of nightmares to really take us into this. You know, mm-hmm. just to give personal context with this, I my whole life have had nightmares of snakes. I had one mm-hmm. last night, actually. I woke up about 5 a.m. with a nightmare of snakes. It's, it's horrible. And yeah. for me, at least, whenever I wake up with one of these nightmares, I think that one's in the bed with me. And mm-hmm. I've had a phobia of snakes my whole life. Yeah. Um, what I think John is doing here is trying to get us into this nightmare mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. see this is what you would see in a nightmare. If you were to wake up and see this, this would terrify you. Mm -hmm. And you can go online and try to see artistic renditions of this, but this is a nightmare chapter. Mm -hmm. So then if you look back one verse into chapter 12, it says at the very end, verse 17, then the dragon, which is the adversary, which is the Satan, which is the devil, the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring and those who kept the commandments of God and held to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. Now, Mike, let's think through resonances of the Old Testament. When else do we see one creating by the sea? Yeah, I mean, it goes all the way back to Genesis 1. Yeah, right? You know, in, in Genesis chapter 1, God begins by creating the waters, and then from the waters creates. You now are going to see a, another creation Except this time, when something's created, it's not going to be good. It is going to be the embodiment of evil. In yeah. so verse 1, a beast was rising out of the sea. This is the sea monster. With ten horns and seven heads and mm-hmm. ten diadems on its horns and blasphemous names on its head. So much of the imagery that you see here is taken earlier from the book of Revelation and some of the descriptions of Jesus, like in chapter 5, where yeah. he is trying to imitate and is this counterfeit Messiah. And then verse 2, this one's really neat. The sea beast that I saw was like a leopard, its Mm -hmm. feet like a bear's, its mouth like a lion's, and the dragon gave power, gave his power in his throne and his great authority. So two details here. Let me work through the details backward. The last sentence, which let me read again, to it the dragon gave his power in his throne and great authority. This Mm -hmm. is an ally. Yeah. of the dragon. The Empowered dragon the is dragon. Yeah. standing beside the sea mm-hmm. to create instruments of war and instruments of destruction. And so the dragon speaks into the sea and brings forth this nightmarish sea monster. And the mm-hmm. dragon then gives authority to it, much as the father has the son. Yeah. But then the other really neat detail about this is you see the leopard, the bear, the lion... Where else do we see those in the Old Testament? Daniel 7. But what's interesting is this is reverse order of Daniel 7. Mm -hmm. 
So in Daniel 7, it's Daniel looking into the future of what will come. John is now looking backward to see this mm-hmm. is the embodiment of human yeah. evil. Yeah. This is the embodiment of every wicked kingdom. If yeah. you know and where that go ahead, and, go ahead. And and where that lion, bear, and leopard were separate beasts in Daniel seven, now they're all sort of become a mashup into one massive, terrifying beast. Absolutely. Yeah. Th- this is the dragon. Creating, creating a conglomeration of evil, mm-hmm. that every evil empire and every evil impulse of humanity is now caught yeah. up together in this beast. And, and if I get, add something from, from that Daniel 7 connection, right? So it, throughout our study, we've emphasized Daniel in particular is providing so much of the background for what's going on in Revelation. Absolutely, yeah. And so from Daniel 7, we saw already that beast waging war against the saints, right? That's, again, that's set, the, that's set the, the plot for us for Revelation. What Revelation in particular is giving us here in chapter 12 and 13 is, is showing the source of power for that beast. Absolutely. Right? That it's not just the beast as a, as a free agent that's sort of empowered by himself, but we see the dragon that's behind the beast animating and empowering and, and who is... Uh, receiving the allegiance and the worship through the beast. Yeah, and you know, let's just make this really practical. You know, there, there's much speculation from Baba readers about which particular kingdom, which particular emperor this beast is. But I think when you see the conglomeration from Daniel 7, mm. what you really see is this is every human kingdom that has exalted itself against God. Mm-hmm. Because w- when you notice what the beast is doing, the beast in verse 4 is given authority, yeah. and then you have people of the earth worshiping the beast. But then verse 5, the beast is blaspheming, blaspheming the name of God. Verse 7, the beast is allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. This yeah. is the antithesis of what we saw in chapter 12, verse 11, of those who conquer the dragon through the blood of the Lamb. But right. he now is conquering through his wars and his conflicts and enmity and strife. I think, Mike, whenever you really understand, this is every human kingdom that exalts itself against God. This is the Roman Empire. But yeah. it's also every other human kingdom, every other human institution that exalts itself against God. A couple of applications for us is to understand, number one, that even today, human kingdoms are continuing to exalt themselves against the Lord. This is not something new. This is something that has been a part of creation ever since Genesis 3. But I think the second part, and this is where the apocalyptic understanding comes in, is to really help us to understand when we see evil empires today, the dragon is behind it. Mm -hmm. It's not that they are just acting on their own accord, but the dragon is behind this. And they are merely instruments of the dragon giving themselves into his will, but still for the purpose of exalting themselves against God. Yeah, and the exhortation in all of this theology is don't give your allegiance to a beast. Exactly. Don't give your allegiance to a rival kingdom, but but that because understanding that they're ultimately from the dragon. Exactly. But, but maintain allegiance to the lamb. Exactly. And that, yeah, you, we could talk about that all, all day, but yeah. Well, no, but I mean, especially for, for those of us that, that, that live in the United States and we're so blessed with liberty, you know, we ourselves have to recognize that our nation still has powers of the beast behind it. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so many, I think, in our country want to make America like the New Jerusalem, and I'm very thankful for the country I live in. I am very proud to live in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. But I also have to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and recognize that many of the powers of this nation are exalting themselves against God. Yeah. That transcends political party. Yeah, absolutely. It, It transcends people. Mm-hmm. Every person that tries to exalt ourselves against all holy God is an instrument of the dragon, and it's yeah. no different than Nero or Pharaoh or any of the rulers of old that exalted themselves mm-hmm. against God. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's read about the earth beast, and then, and then we'll talk through some of the application of endurance. Go ahead and read through the rest of the chapter, beginning in verse 11. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence, and he makes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose fatal wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down out of heaven to the earth in the presence of men, and he deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the signs which it was given him to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. And it was given him to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he causes all, the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves, to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for the number is that of a man, and his number is 666. Boom, 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 right? Um, let, we'll get to 666 in a second, but let's just first of all note the character here. Mm-hmm. This is now the earth beast. We have the dragon, we have the sea beast, and now we have the earth beast. I do think there are similarities between mm-hmm. these three beasts and the Father, Son, and Spirit. Mm-hmm. If the dragon is trying to imitate the father, however artificially, mm-hmm. the earth beast, the sea beast rather, is counterfeiting the Messiah, the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Here you have the earth beast who, in verse 15, is giving breath to the image, much as yeah. the Holy Spirit, the holy yeah. breath of God, Very good. likewise doing signs, um, whereas the Holy Spirit gives truth, this beast is deceiving. You know, this beast is counterfeiting and working against everything that the Holy Spirit of God does in God's good creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But ultimately, this earth beast is, again, deceiving the nations, deceiving Mm -hmm. people, all to follow the dragon. Yeah. And Mike, before we get into 666, I do think it's important for us just to recognize the practicality of this chapter. This chapter, along with chapter 12 is calling all peoples to ask, am I going to follow the dragon and the powers that he uses, Mm -hmm. or am I going to follow the resurrected risen lamb? Amen. That, I think, is the message that each of us have to really dwell with when we read Revelation 12 and Revelation 13. Because there's a couple forces at work against us. One is deception, right? We can be deceived into worshiping the beast and transferring our allegiance from the lamb to the beast. And the other is this this pressure, right? This overwhelming pressure through threat of violence and the, the you know, you cannot buy or sell, and the, this pressure to conform and to submit and to give your allegiance to the, 
to the beast. And so both of those things we have to be on guard against, against being deceived and, and letting our hearts be swept away into a, a counterfeit allegiance or buckling under the pressure and, and renouncing our allegiance to the Lamb. Oh, yeah. And you look at the world around us, you even look within the church, this beast is alive and well, mm-hmm. bringing death and destruction everywhere that it brings, paradoxically. Yeah. But this beast continues to be active, deceiving the nations and deceiving every one of us. And that, I think, is where Revelation is calling us to look heavenward. Mm-hmm. It's calling us look above the power structures of this world, look above the fallenness of this world, and look to the heavenly throne where Jesus is. Look where the, where the Father is. Look to the Spirit. Make sure our allegiance and our faith go to God. But now let's talk and, about and six, this could, six, Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I just could, you know, this may not look the way we think it would look, too. Right? You think about some of the values we talked about in the last episode when we were looking at chapter 12, and how did, how did the, the, the son, the baby child, conquer right, on the cross? How did, how did the followers overcome and conquer f- by following the, the, the Lamb? And so uh, realizing that this, this allegiance, this deception can take place at a value level, when we, when we embrace the values of the beast and live out the values of the beast rather than the values of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, are we going to follow a life that is cruciform, mm-hmm. sacrificing for the sake of Jesus? Yeah. Um, sacrificing and loving and showing mercy, living out the Sermon on the Mount, doing what Jesus right. has instructed us to do, and doing as Jesus himself did? Or are we going to follow in the way of the beast with selfish motive and with pride? And, 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 and even sometimes, Mike, when I read Revelation, I think, oh man, this is only talking about world cosmic conflicts that have no part of me. But even in my family life, I have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be a father in the way of Jesus, or am I going to be a father like the dragon? Right. I mean, even in my home life, this is where Revelation is really calling me to ask, where is my allegiance? How am I going mm-hmm. to live? Yeah, absolutely. So before we close, let's talk about this number, 666. I'm sure many listeners have a question about that. Go ahead, Mike. Tell me all the answers yeah. for 666. <laughs> well, I, I, it makes every time I hear this, I think about when, when I was living in Lafayette, there was just this uh, this part on Main Street where they, the addresses went 662, 664, 66, I forget what it, like, something in the eighth or whatever, but it wouldn't just do 666, yeah. but it's like, yeah, here's this dreadful, scary thing. Yep. Um, but like, I, I, I'll give a very simplistic answer, and then if you want to expound it, we, we can do that. But if you... It, there's lots of things we could talk about from like historical number letter combinations and things like that, and and probably some specific things we could say. But if we just take a very broad brush look at the number symbolism in Revelation, right? Seven is repeatedly the number of God, right? This this idea of completion and perfection that seven is is woven throughout. Um, six is the the counterfeit. Right. This is the the it one setting himself of. up to yes. be be God, but falls short of. Yeah. Again, if you, if you want to go deeper in that discussion, but that's at least a, a an entry point. No, I mean, I, I think really, there's so many speculations about you know, is there going to come a time in the future where six 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 will be stamped on our foreheads? Mm. I, I think that's probably over literalizing what's going yeah. on here. It tells us immediately before this the significance of this. This is the number of man. Of humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you just said there, six is one short of seven. 
Um, and I think perhaps Father God Spirit may, may be some Trinitarian overtones mm-hmm. here. I'm not positive. Yeah. But, but regardless, this is the number of man. And if you look at the warning that's immediately before this, it says in verse 17, no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Mm-hmm. Ultimately then, the dragon, the earth beast, and the sea beast are all following in the way of humanity. They're yeah. not God, period. Mm-hmm. They're not God. And, and, and I think you see this work out in life in so many different ways where the world around us is seeking to have us to accept its ways and mm-hmm. unless we accept the ways of the world then we aren't going to be accepted that's the mark of the beast it's mm-hmm. not a literal number but it's more general identifiers that the dragon and its accomplices are using to make allegiance to this earth and forget about the kingdom of heaven yeah and and we see this idea of the mark as an identifier, right? We saw the same thing back in chapter 7 in that Absolutely. first interlude where yep. God sealed his people, right? Absolutely. Now the beast is, is it's the word seal's not used, but it's a similar marking that's Absolutely. taking place. And as the story of Revelation is going to unfold, we're going to see, um, I mean, right now in chapter 13, it seems like, oh man, it's a big deal if you don't have this mark. There's a lot of pressure to get this mark. But as the story unfolds and we're going to see God working in history, Absolutely. you're going to be sorry that we ever got that mark. That, yep. that, that's, that's the end of the story. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and I think just to close this out here, you know, whenever you look at Revelation 12 and 13 and this origin story of the dragon and the two beasts, this is a reminder for, to us, in this present evil age, the dragon is still at work. Mm-hmm. Jesus has won. The victory has been accomplished in the cross and resurrection, yet the dragon still has authority for a time. We have to be discerning. We have to be wise. We have to make sure that we are not giving allegiance to the ways of this world and to the ways of humanity, but rather our allegiance is to God because we know the gospel is... Your God reigns. Thanks for listening to the Gospel According to Podcast. If you have any questions about what you heard today, please send us a voice message. We would really love to hear from you. Next time... While the world is following the dragon, what are God's people to do? Follow the Lamb. In this next episode, Ryan and Mike consider the inspiring scenes of victory that God gives to his children, caught in the middle of a war and suffering. Don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social media. Until next time, and for all time, your God reigns. (laughs) 